the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And even black swans. No, this isn't a wildlife sanctuary. You know what we mean. We are the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ukraine's military reports fierce clashes are continuing in three eastern areas where it says Russia has amassed troops trying to advance. Here's correspondent Charles de la Desma. In the latest of regular updates, the general staff named three areas in the Donetsk region as frontline spots and says that Russia over the previous day staged unsuccessful assault attempts there. The staff updates have so far provided limited information regarding Kiev's ongoing counter-offensive and have largely focused on defensive activities. Meanwhile, regional governor Pavlo Kyrylenko says at least three civilians died and more were wounded on Friday and overnight amid Russian shelling of Ukraine's frontline eastern Donetsk region. I'm Charles Diladesma. More of these stories at srnews.com. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Politics and education. It's often easier to learn what people are against than what they're for. Education America believes there's a better conversation to be had, and it's a conversation about what we're for. Abraham Lincoln famously said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Let's awaken the world around us to the foundational truths that shaped our nation and see Lincoln's words come to life. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson on Education America, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Visit savetheclassroom.com for podcasts, past episodes, and other resources. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Tune in Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Check out savetheclassroom.com. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back, King Bang Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you uh, for spending some time with us today. And I did want to call your attention to the Twitter uh, using our hashtag PoundKBRS, or you can just follow me at Banyan Show if you want to just stay plugged into what's happening in the uh, happening on the show, uh, generally speaking. Usually you can get a... Um, pretty good idea what saturday will be like by seeing what i put up between uh, monday and friday this week perhaps a little less than usual because as i mentioned uh, during the first hour i have been busy um uh, thinking about uh, thinking about uh, faculty pay and i've just had a lot of university work to get done and i am uh, i am uh, having a um, i'm just having i'm having a time where 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 the radio show He's getting a little less of my attention than I'm used to giving it. So um, I fully expect in the next week or two that other work will slow down and I will have more time to spend with you all and and preparing things for you all. But one thing I did grab last week that I wanted you to see um, was this graphic about inflation that, uh, that the Atlanta Federal Reserve puts up. They have an inflation dashboard on their website and and... This information is what I think uh, uh, President uh, Rafael Bostic of the Atlanta Fed was referring to when he discussed uh, when he discussed uh, what he's seeing in terms of sort of if I might green shoots happening regarding in, regarding inflation. You know what? I'm going to repeat this because we're starting a new hour, and some people might just hop in on the listening to the podcast, listening to hour two. So I'm going to repeat what he what we played just at the end of the first hour. This is cut number three. My staff and I find glimmers of hope in recent inflation reports. Notably, the distribution of price increases has narrowed considerably, which is a strong indicator that underlying inflation is in fact abating. The last month marked the first month since August of 2021 when less than 40% of the expenditure-weighted share of prices in the consumer price index basket rose by 5% or more. For perspective, the share of prices jumping 5% or more peaked at 80% in early 2022. So we've come a long way off of these extreme price dispersions. And this narrowing of severe price increases deepens my conviction. So if I look at the graphic that I pulled up here, this is a percent of expenditures. Uh, but this is on PCE and not on CPI. Right. So he's quoting CPI. So here's the data for PCE. And if you if if you are in front of a computer looking, that's fine if you're not. Go to our go to our website when you get a chance. Not if you're driving, but you know, take a look and see. This is just looking at based on what's being spent, what's happening in terms of prices, and it goes from the top where you'll see there's an area in white, 
all the area in white says that that price growth was either a price decrease or the price stayed constant. But you can see from that graphic that over 60% of prices are still experiencing an inflation rate above 2%, but that has been in fact coming down. And for the group that's experiencing 3% or more, it's just dropped below 60%. But the group that's that at 50% is in this area where it's either that blue bar, which is 5 to 10%, or the green chunk on the bottom, which means those prices rose by more than 10% in the last month. Okay? Um, so I don't know that I agree with, with President Bostic about this, but he continues, he continues and finishes this thought, cut number four. That we are on a path to reducing inflation. Now, alongside the narrowing of price increases, I'll sound a hopeful note on service prices, too. Even though it's been widely noted that core non-housing services prices have not pulled back substantially, my staff and I see nascent signs that this could be changing. The rate of price increases in this category has edged successively lower in each of the past three monthly inflation readings. Now, I recognize this does not necessarily herald definitive long-term disinflation in services. Still, I see an emergent and promising trend, a green shoot of hope, if you will, in a category that accounts for more than half of the consumer market basket. Um, the hedging language in that last comment, uh, he says nascent, I usually say nascent, signs uh, of, of potential nascent signs, potential could, all of this language would suggest he's not really sure that he's, that he's, he's right about this, this particular point. He's just in the process of He's just trying to make a case for why he thinks he's not going to vote for the rate increase at the next meeting. Um, I think he's a voting member. I have to go double check on this. Um, uh, I, I will. I will check. But I think he is. A, I think, in fact, he is a voting uh, voting member of the, of the Fed of the FOMC. Um, at, at this next meeting, I'll just, but I'm going to just double check. Um, there we go. And I will, let me just pull up, um, let me just pull this up. This, so this would have been that meeting. No, he's not, he's not voting right now. So he, so his, his view is not going to be as, as important right here, uh, because he's not voting. But he's on the Dove side. It just says, uh, as I've noted, on the Hawk side, you you have Jim Bullard. He's not voting this year. Uh, but uh, but Governor Bostic is not a voting member. Um, uh, so Pat Harker at Philadelphia is. Neil Kashkari here at Minneapolis is. Lori Logan at the Dallas Fed is, along with the New York Fed president, who always votes. And that's that's uh, John. That's um, that's uh, um, John Williams. Um, so that is um, that those folks are the folks who are voting are being lobbied by.
by Governor by Governor Bostic. And this lets me pivot to is the case for and this is sort of maybe this will be the title for the hour. Does the case for stopping rate hikes depend on us seeing a recession? Because right now the people arguing to stopping rate hikes are having a hard time making the case it's a recession. Now I'm not in this camp. I don't see I think a recession's coming, but I don't want the rate hikes to stop. I think in that in that sense I'm probably closer to the position of Jay Powell and maybe even when she's not in front of a mic, Treasury Secretary uh, Yellen, but when she's in front of a mic or when you get someone else from the White House out there, you get these sharp comments about about how the economy's doing great and that's all fantastic, but they would not like that but they won't say the quiet part out loud. They've been disciplined not to say, and we think the Fed shouldn't be raising rates. I wonder how much longer they're going to be able to do that. I wonder if the next Fed rate increase will finally cause the cause them to to see a decline in the amount of support they get from the White House. It would be very interesting to me to see Governor Ye- to see Secretary Yellen on mic criticizing the rate increase to go to five and a half that goes up to five and a half percent while also arguing that there is no recession and that inflation is still too high. That's going to be, I mean, that's going to take a whole lot of mental gymnastics. Some, sometimes the, the Treasury Secretaries and the Council of Economic Advisors heads simply give up any of their credibility. I do think anyone that decides to be Treasury Secretary is sacrificing some of that independence, right? You, you, you don't get to give a purely objective academic view when you work for the executive branch. I would argue you don't get to do that even when you're in the legislative branch, which I was, and I can say. I, I, can, I can say I always tried to practice good economics, but how much am I willing to say on a microphone or in front of a, in front of a reporter's uh, notebook I didn't always say exactly what I what what exactly I might have been thinking. Um, so I I believe that 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 Bostic is trying to lobby down toward this, and at the same time, you have other people who are arguing that the inflation that the inflation numbers are coming down fairly rapidly. Um, um, uh, that, that's but that a recession might still be showing. I wanted to play this play this this is uh, this is steve weiss he's uh, at a company called short hills capital and he had this to say let's play cut five powell came out market doesn't care you know eu came out market doesn't care rates are where they are market just doesn't care maybe that's the right thing to do since markets go up all the time with the exception of that brief period of time where they don't sometimes longer than brief but 
But yeah, so uh, so it does change my view. I still think that we're going towards a recession. Uh, and the better we do on days like today uh, and seeing GBT, GDP go up and as long as the labor market stays resilient and inflation stays sticky, the bulls are going to see the glass half filled no matter what. Right. The, there are people who are just naturally optimistic. And they're going to think that the economy is doing fine no matter what. I'm still of the mind. I'm still of the mind. And I'm going to share you some of the results that we had from our quarterly business report in the next segment. I'm so of mind that the economy's not doing well, and I don't think I don't think I really I want to I'm going to be I'm going to push even on what we heard in the last hour. It's a manufacturing recession, but services are great. I'm not so positive. Services are great, and I'm going to and at least when I look from my little test tube up here in St. Cloud. And I'll tell you more about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. From Glencoe to New Mexico and Apple Valley to Napa Valley, we're where you are. This is Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. I always thought the tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello. I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. 
The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Welcome back. Like that. I don't even know what that is, but I like it. I should know what that is. I feel like I've heard it, but I can't name it. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven with questions and comments. Look, let me I've teased uh, the core of the business report for over an hour. Let me now directly discuss what we found. So the short answer to what we what happened was in in December, after including some interchange with some of the callers and Twitter followers here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440, we had been pretty tough through 2022 saying, I don't think there's a recession in the data we have. And we're not really seeing it from our business owners, our business, our not, not business owners, business leaders. Some of them are owners. Some of them are managers. Um, we just weren't seeing it. And finally, a combination of of survey results, because we survey local business folks here. We send out a survey to about a panel of about 110 businesses in the greater in, in the greater St. Cloud area. The, I think of it as the six cities uh, around St. Cloud. Uh, uh, plus, um, I think I've got two addresses we send to that are actually rural and outside of the six. Uh, one of them's up in Avon. Um, but we've got about 110. I get back, I used to get back about 55 to 60. My numbers are now closer to 40 than, than the 55, 60 over the 20. We're now in the middle of our 25th year of doing the, doing this work. Um, so we have a long history. I have a lot of data to look at here. And two and three surveys ago, we decided, yeah, it's probably time to come out and say we're in recession. So we did that. We made that we made that call that the local economy would go into recession. And normally our recession signals work with a four to six month lag. And so we thought sometime in quarter two or quarter three, we would see a recession. We thought we would get confirmation in the next survey that we did in March. We didn't. It was actually not a great survey, but things had looked a little better to our businesses in the period between December and February than than they had had before. And we saw what we saw what we saw in the data made us go, "Ooh, could we have gotten out with the recession forecast too soon? Did we mess that up?" And I'm not going to change my mind on the basis of one survey. I mean, once I made the decision that once we made the decision that we were going to go with the recession forecast in December, we're not going to turn around three months later and say, oopsies, 
No, we won't. But I did have the conversation with with uh, Professor Kamai Mali, uh, my co-author, and uh, and with uh, uh, my former co-author uh, Rich McDonald, uh, who I happened to see socially, and said, "Hey, can I pick your brain for ten minutes?" And we and we talked a little bit about this, and we agreed it was right not to change the forecast in March on the basis of one survey. But we also said, if I get another survey that looks like the March survey. I might have to think about pulling back that recession forecast. We might have gotten that one wrong. And, you know, and it's the old joke, right? Economists have forecasted eight of the last five recessions. And I said, and I was thinking, I already had in my head the, the title of the next report was going to be, now it's nine, <laughs> right? Uh, and no one would have gotten the joke until I explained it to them, as I just did for you. The result was, Every survey in the numbers that we got when we surveyed them, survey went out in the second week of May and stayed out for the rest of the month of May. So we, we give them about three weeks to fill this thing out and get it back to us. Yeah, it's a little bit long. It's because we don't do a we don't do a phone bank survey. We actually we we actually send them either a a link to a web page or some of them still want to get it on paper and we send them the paper we send it through the mail and they'll fill it out and they'll drop it back in the mailbox and send it back to us they used to fax it they don't nobody has a fax machine anymore uh anyway here's the here's the results we got over the last three months except for capital expenditures which are still rising and that's that durable goods number that we talked about uh in the last hour that durable goods are durable goods orders still going up Capital expenditures are still going up, even though interest rates are rising. Every element we surveyed in Table 1, in our Table 1, in our tables, in our survey, come out, um, came out bad in the May versus February comparison. So 35% of our businesses said that they had experienced a decrease in their, in their business activity versus 21% that said it increased. 20% said they had decreased the number of employees on their payroll. 17% said they had increased. Um, length of work week went up a little bit. Capital expenditures, as I mentioned, went up a lot. Employee compensation, wages and benefits. Despite this worsening economy for them, over half of our respondents said they had to raise wages and benefits. 33% said that they, they raised their prices. And 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 this is the most interesting piece. The number of people, the number of businesses who said it's more difficult finding qualified workers, and the number that said it was less difficult finding qualified workers, was equal to each other at at about ten percent. The other eighty percent said, "Nope, I'm not seeing any change in the labor market." The interesting part of that is of that is. If the economy's really turning, if the economy's turning negative, uh, if the economy's turning negative, you would have expected, you would have expected that the number of businesses out there seeing it more, that are finding it more difficult to find qualified workers, would drop, and the other ones would go up. Now, normally that difference is about twenty to twenty-five percent. This is historically. And by history, I mean over the last 25 years, 
we typically get a reading of about 15 to 20% more saying it's hard versus saying it's easy. But that that is not what's happening here. What's happening here is now that it's even, that normally is a pretty strong sign that a recession is pretty much here or at hand. That that decline, if I looked at the at the survey, at the survey information in terms of the expectations for the future on that difficulty of finding workers, one six of my sample said that it was going to get harder in the next six months, and one tenth said it's going to get easier. That typically doesn't really happen. I thought this. Uh, I, I I thought. Uh, I thought that my our businesses said said some some interesting things, reporting that uh, uh, on difficult finding uh, difficulty finding re- re- finding workers. So one said applicants exist, the specialized skill sets, the licensing is the problem. And you know what? Who who uh, loves telling the story of occupational licensing? This guy. I haven't talked about this for a while. I. Sidebar to those folks who work in the think tank area here in Minnesota. Can someone give us a rundown of changes to occupational licensing in Minnesota this in this last legislative session? My sense is it got worse, but I haven't had enough time to dig into the dig into any recaps or actually try to read legislation. The other part that was interesting it was rising interest rates. Once said, rising interest rates are going to slow our business. Now, confidentiality rules prevent me from telling you what kind of business that is. But we asked other businesses that very question about whether or not interest rates are causing them to have a different opinion about about the recession. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break here, and I want to go through those results with you as well because they were... They were really fascinating. We'll do that right after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. We appreciate you listening to the Biz 1440, and we need your help. Hi, it's Station Manager Mike Murphy. You've probably noticed we're working hard to update our technical equipment to give you a better experience. As we refine the system, we invite you to let us know how we're doing. Please contact us and tell us if you're listening over the air or are streaming the station. Call 651-405-8800 or contact us via the website. You are the reason we do what we do, and we thank you again for spending time with us. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances. 
heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz fourteen forty. But the best part of the core of the business report was, and it is often for me, uh, the special questions we ask our 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 respondents, and we um, actually reviewed with them what we had done. We wanted to set it up to say, "Hey, tell us if we got it wrong." So, as I mentioned in the previous segment. We called a recession for the middle part of 2023, second or third quarter, in back in December. And it's six months later, and as we talked about the last hour, particularly this last week, it was like it was like the Bureau of Economic Analysis and the Bureau, and and the Census and everybody was throwing hammers at us, saying, "Nope, the economy's not doing badly." Commie's doing well. Stop it. Stop it. Right? Stop saying that. Um, but we did a survey. We did a we we did a survey, and one of our survey questions was: We said in December twenty two, recession in St. Cloud area would start by the middle of twenty three. Now that five months have passed, what best describes your thoughts then and now? Seventy percent or sixty nine percent of our sample said. I thought there will be a recession in 2023, and I still believe it. Well, I'm with them. 11.5% said, 11.5%, but 15%, okay. So 
15% or 18% of the people that said back in December, that said that back in December they thought there was going to be a recession, 18% of them said, I changed my mind. Whereas 82% said, nope, I, I haven't changed my mind. I'm still, I'm still with you on the recession watch thing. Um, 11% are so far saying, nope, I didn't think there was going to be a recession, and I still don't. I think I'm right. And one solitary respondent, well, nope, two respondents said, well, I thought there wasn't going to be a recession, but now I've changed my mind. So, so of that sample, I had six people flip from yes to no, two people flip from no to yes. So out of a sample of about, so about 10% of my folks, 12% of my folks, um, on net switched from yes to no. Some were on no and stayed no, but most were on yes and they stayed yes. I want to know, and this was my argument, how do, you know, so the title of our presentation was, you convinced us. We were kind of sort of waffling because of the data we collect. So we do the survey and Professor Kamai does most of that. I do all the other data collection, including measuring, uh, do, I create a stock price index for St. Cloud area firms, not not like the targets or someone that's got a store here, but if you're a producer in the area or a distributor with a big plant around here and you have a publicly traded stock, we include it in the index. We just we try to figure it. So I've got an energy firm, I've got a couple distributors, I've got I've got I've got some manufacturers in there. Um, so for example, the as you drive up ninety four toward Fargo from the Twin Cities, you go past Opportunity Drive, you'll see Anderson Trucking. That Okay, there's a big sign out there. That's a private firm. I can't measure that. But there's also New Flyer out there. I can measure that. That's a publicly traded company. Based in Canada, but I track I track its U.S. Uh, uh, its American depository uh, uh, receipts, uh, a tracking stock in the United States for the Canadian company. Um, I still track the company that produces uh, Arcticat, uh, which is Textron, which is a Connecticut company, but I still track it because it's a big... Arcticat is a significant piece of Textron's portfolio, so it's in there. Um, so th- if I can, they are. So that's in there. Um, we measure unemployment, initial claims for unemployment insurance. We measure uh, the number of new businesses that have been incorporated in the area. Um, and I'm forgetting one, but... Uh, oh, um, we try to measure a cyclically sensitive portion of the employment data, which is professional and business services, because inside that, and probably the largest chunk of that number, is temporary help. And so we try to measure the measure fluctuations in temp help, and that's the number that I'm thinking about dropping and replacing with some information that comes from scraping web data to see how many businesses are looking for workers and how many people are hitting those sites that are looking for workers, and I think we have a way to do that. And work, that's a, that's that's work in progress. If I took those other four measures, three of the four were positive. So our forecast that the recession is still at hand 
is being driven largely by our survey. The survey survey respondents talked us into it. Okay. Um, Then we did ask folks about what's happening in the financial markets, particularly with the closure of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and First Republic Bank. And so we asked them, how concerned are you about a recession stemming from recent banking disruptions? That's the exact question, right? So having asked them about, do you think recession's here or not, we're going to ask them whether or not they think. So it was a little bit of a difficult choice to make because I kind of condition we kind of conditioned them to first give us a view about a recession and then say, how much more likely did the recession become because of what happened in the financial market, what happened in the banking sector? Um, 10% of, 11% of my, my group said that they were very concerned and 21% they were moderately concerned. So about a third of our folks became more concerned about a recession as a result of the banking banking piece. I think that's good news if if you you believe, as I believe, that Jay Powell is actually kind of interested in making sure that there's, it is, is kind of interested in whether or not the banking crisis and financial tightness, generally speaking, um, is going to cause uh, markets to are going to cause a recession to happen. Half our respondents says, I'm slightly concerned, but it's really not enough. It's really not enough to make me change my mind one way or another. And interestingly, 18% said, I'm not concerned at all about that. Which I thought was, I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then lastly, um, lastly, I thought I, this was, uh, uh, they were, our, our folks were moderately concerned about what was happening in their banks as a result of this financial crisis, but interestingly, only three of our respondents, okay, so less than 10% of our respondents actually said they were in the process of changing banks as a result of the banking crisis. And two of the three said, yeah, what's happening in the banking industry generally moved us to change banks. One of them said, that had nothing to do with it. It just—it was just my bank didn't provide me the level of service I thought I needed. Another bank came in and said, "I can give you this service," and so, and so they they moved. So I think so. One thing about this report, and again, it's at StCloudLive.com, which is the website is the online newspaper covering St. Cloud now, uh, StCloudLive.com that's entered into the market uh, recently. StCloudLive.com slash QBR quarterly business report. If you don't if you don't remember it, uh, it's on my Twitter feed as well. StCloudLive.com slash QBR. That will give you if you look at that, that will give you a pretty good look, at least in this very small sample of of less than forty businesses. How many of our firms are being impacted by tight finan- the tight financial situation? And the answer is not that many. Maybe a third think it's a contributing factor, 
but very few of them are reacting to that. The economy is they're telling us that their business in the first in the last 90 days between in the 90 days between February and May a third of them said our business 35% said our businesses have declined in the last 3 months. But uh, very few of them seem to be changing direction and the last point which I I don't want to lose sight of even though interest rates have gone up dramatically most of them are still engaged in capital spending they're adding to their machinery they're adding to their IT they're some of the you know I'm looking at uh, because I serve on the economic development authority here in the city of St. Cloud we're still seeing pretty significant pull of building permits for commercial activity and all that to say this economy has not slowed even though I'm hearing things the economy is not slowing down you know substantially yet but I'm still convinced that it's a it's that that we are approaching the the limit of how far we can go I think we're getting to that, and I think businesses are increasingly becoming aware of what's of what's going on, and are beginning. I, some of them have already changed plans. I expect more of them to, in the weeks and months ahead. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. This is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Builders, where we're always thankful when God brings growth. We trust him to supply the right team members at the right time, and we're excited to welcome a new salesman estimator to our team, Derek, who comes to us from another roofing company. Welcome, Derek. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thanks, Tim. I'm really glad to be here. But before even making the final decision to join the Kingdom Builders, I felt nothing but peace. I really wanted to join a company and surround myself with people where Christ was the foundation and the drive in what we do. I have no doubt in my mind from what I've already experienced that this is true. To me, this is more than just exterior work on some person's house. It's God's way for me to help my brothers and sisters take care of where we spend the majority of our lives, in our homes. That's a great way to put it, Derek. Friends, if you have questions on your roofing, gutters, or siding, just give us a call at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or leave us a note at thekingdombuilders.com. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again. Playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate. Teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 
C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia. And Little Canada to regular-sized Canada. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. I want to wish you a happy Independence Day. Uh, if uh, if you're listening here, or particularly over uh, over the next few days on our podcast, but you can find at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Join the VIP club. You know you can sign up. You can control which newsletters you get in, but you but um, which letters, which newsletters you take in. But it, it's a good time. You're gonna really uh, you're gonna really uh, like. Uh, you're going to really like having access not only to this show, but all the shows you hear here on the Biz 1440 are available on that podcast. Um, my wife has a piece coming out tomorrow about, uh, we were talking about this, and in fact, you know, everyone knows the, knows the Star-Spangled Banner, but and probably many people who are m- my age learn the story of how uh, Francis Scott Key wrote it and and knows the f- name of the fort that he was watching as he because the poem he didn't write the music the music is actually is actually a british interestingly a british tune to which we've put american words um and i that i don't know i i find that i find that part of the story fascinating but the the, the the holiday is um the, but the fact that uh we had so many songs in the role of song during that revolutionary period where where the the most fun is look up the history of the song Yankee Doodle Dandy which is truly an american song i believe that i believe both the tune and the words were at first american but the british kept trying to change the words and yankee doodle dandy was actually an insult that the British were trying to apply to the Americans, and the Americans were like, "Fine, call us that. You can call us that if you want. We're good." So, anyway, I just thought I'd share I'd, I'd share that with you. I'll, I'll I'll tweet you the piece. I'll tweet you the piece. I did, uh, the Yankee. I don't think the Yankee Doodle Dandy part made it into the into the column because she only has six hundred words. But I she, she had me read the history of uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. So maybe something you want to do here on your Independence Day weekend. By the way, I don't call it the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. Because that's the day, that's that's what it means. Um, so, 
let me finish by let me finish with a little bit of a uh, little bit of taking from St. Cloud going back to the national conversation that we've had and maybe in, inspire myself to take you through this last piece with one last uh, clip. This was uh, David Blanco from uh, DWS Group. Uh, I want to say this was either uh, um, this was one of the CNBC panels yesterday where the people who have been out in the first half of the year saying there's no recession coming are getting all the love and the people like me who said there is a recession coming, you know, you got some people going like, so where's that recession you told us was going to happen? And I say, it's it's near. It's I, I think it's near. And my business has said it was near. But I think I'd get, let me add to that uh, this. This is cut number six, Spencer. I would uh, argue that uh, the challenges are still ahead. The Fed has not landed this plane. It needs to point the nose down more because one of the things that's happening here is this wealth effect from the equity market is keeping uh, spending power strong. And uh, the equity market's going to make the Fed's job a lot more challenging. I have pointed out this wealth effect, and I did this, uh, I did this on Thursday with our, with our, uh, our presentation uh, our community presentation of the quarterly business report that also shows up in the tight labor market data. There's a there is a fine piece, and I believe I I tweeted it to you, but I'll tweet it one more time. This was written about uh, ten days ago by uh, by a couple of economists at the St. Louis Fed, uh, Miguel Ferrer Castro and uh, Samuel Jordan Wood. Uh, they've done a pa- they did a working paper earlier this year in which they tried to estimate the number of people who have left the labor force that is in excess. And that LFPR uh, 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 rose for what dropped during the early days of the COVID pandemic, as you might imagine, from 63.3% was the labor force participation rate in February 2020. It was 60.1%. In April of 2020, uh, by the end of 2022, the labor force participation rate was still one percentage point below its February 2020 level. So it was still at 62.3%. It's gone up a little bit. It's up now maybe closer to 62.4, 62.5. I don't have that slide in front of me. But if I look now at the number of people who are if I look, and what they did was they took data on labor force participation for each age subgroup in the United States and tried to figure out if, because baby boomers are aging, you're likely to see a lower, lower labor force participation rate anyway because you've got more people dropping off at the top end of the distribution as they reach 65, 70, then coming in at the bottom end of the distribution at age 16, 17, 18. Right? So you expect that labor force participation number to go up anyway, as it has between 2010 and between, particularly between 2010 and 2020, it was rising anyway. So particularly, <clears throat> particularly the number of people who are retired has risen from about 15.5% in 2010 
that by late 2019, that rate was above 18 percent, or 18 point. It, the actual share was at 18.6 percent in uh, in uh, in uh, May of 2020 versus 18.2 uh, percent in uh, February of 2020. So that first, that'd be about 1 million people, and that would represent, as you might guess, the folks that stopped out in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic. But what's interesting is the number of people who have stopped out of the pan, stopped out by the end of the pandemic had reached from, reached all the way up to almost 20% at December of 2022. So rather than 1 million excess retirees, we now have 2.4 million excess retirees. Why would that happen? Well, this is the other side of what David Blanco is referring to as the wealth effect. The wealth effect has led another million-plus workers, I believe, to step out of the labor force because they're looking at the stock market and it's doing well. And if you really want the economy, if you really want to get some of that slack back into the labor market, part of that is going to end up being suppressing that wealth effect and that means encouraging some of those people who retired to come back into the market instead. That's what triggered the ten-minute discussion uh, between five and ten-minute discussion in our in our presentation. That was like, okay, what's going on in the labor markets? What's happening here? What's happening there? We're okay. Most people are focused on the fact that it's not the young that we're talking about. It's that fifty-five to sixty-four-year-old wage cohort, that age cohort. And for many of them, they have enough money to retire on. They're staying out. And there's only one way that can turn back around, which would be that the, the wealth they have becomes less over the next year or so. Well, you'll have to think about what you do with that. I want to wish you once more a happy Independence Day. Spencer, thank you so much for your work down at the, at the mothership today. And we'll see you next week here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. 
We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Business and Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.